0: Um, I think God's well. I know God's here. God's moving. God's been speaking. Some of the the things that people have been praying and sharing about this morning uh, are sort of things that I'm going to be sharing about this morning. So I'm excited because I know that God's God's in this. Because um, I do want to do something different this morning, a little bit different to what we normally do. Uh, <clears throat> normally we uh, we'll come and give a sermon and maybe have a little time at the end to to pray for each other and stuff like that. But I want to preach for a, less, for a shorter time this morning, but in order that we can have more time at the end to have some ministry, because I think God, as Pat's mentioned, has been prayed. God really is worth us this morning. He wants to come and fill us up. And if you haven't known the Spirit this morning, in your, deep in your heart, like we've been singing about this morning, God wants to come and do that, and baptise you in his Spirit, deep in your heart this morning and if you've already known that God wants to come and pour his spirit out even more and refill you and keep filling you this morning so we're going to have some time to just respond to that later I think we'll have some music um people can pray for each other and we'll just see how the the Lord leads us but we're going to come and receive from God not receive from me I don't I won't be ministering to you you won't all be filling up a line and I'll do it, it's all God. And we, what I liked about that last song we sung um, had the phrase to you alone. And it's Jesus alone that can do it this morning. It's not us, it's not um, some big preacher or some big minister, it's Jesus and Jesus alone that can pour his spirit out on us. Okay. <clears throat> now one thing, when we were thinking about this series... And about how we wanted to to run it, we did have the question about, well, do we want our series about the Holy Spirit to be a teaching series where we come on, we give you uh, lots of great um, sermons and really go into great detail about the Holy Spirit and go right through the whole Bible and do lots of teaching? Or do we want to just come and preach this series and just um, see what God puts on our hearts and come and bring that? Um, And I'm sure you won't be surprised to know that we went for the preaching option. Because um, partly, I know Pat and Simon worked really hard to come up with this whole plan of this series And they, they lined up really nicely I don't think one person has preached on their subject on the right day so far So even I'm going, I, don't even, I can't even remember what my subject was so, But it's being encouraged I think God is speaking to the church through this series So um, I said just have, your, have an open heart this morning An open heart to what God wants to, to come and bring Uh, okay who here has ever had chocolate who here is is anybody a better question even Aaron who's allergic has had chocolate has anybody here not had chocolate no okay I can explain why now because God gave me this picture of chocolate as I was preparing Um, it wasn't that he wanted me to go and eat some but imagine for a second you had never eaten chocolate in your life. I know it's a tough thought for some of us. But imagine you'd never had any. And I got up here this morning and said, um, Sarah, I'm going to pick on you this morning. You've really got to try this thing called chocolate. You'll love it. It's so delicious. We've all tried it. We know it's great. You've got to try some. And you probably look at me thinking, really? This is just like weird brown, brown thing um, you're asking me to eat. And, and I could come up here and I could... Um, Give you a really like a 27 uh, point PowerPoint presentation explaining about what chocolate is like and all the things in it and why it's so good. But the truth is, isn't it, that the only way to really know how good chocolate is is to eat it. And I think you'll find that that if it wasn't very nice, a lot of people wouldn't eat it, would they? Oh, I'm sorry. No. And it's like this with the Holy Spirit that we can sit here, we can come and give some great sermons about Him, give some great teaching. But I know our heart is for you guys to, to receive him and know the Holy Spirit yourself. Because otherwise, it's like trying to understand what chocolate is like, until you, um, which you can't do until you've eaten it. And the Holy Spirit's like that. You can't know what he's like and how great he is, even um, until you've had him, your, until you've um, got to know the Holy Spirit in your heart this morning. Okay. Right. So, so I'm going to try and be short. Um, I spent a lot of time preparing over this, and I really could go on for about three weeks in what I have to say. So, uh, but you'll be pleased to know I won't be. Um, but what I want to do this morning is, is go look at the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, uh, then go look at the Holy Spirit in the, the Gospels briefly, uh, and then look at the Acts and the Epistles, and we probably won't have time, sorry, to, yeah, in Acts, and we probably won't have time to then look at him in the, uh, in the, the letters that Paul and, and Peter and John write. Okay, so, on oh, my PowerPoint, hey, wait for Aaron to, to load it. I'll just load the first page. I, had to, I wanted a picture as background for my PowerPoint, and I, I searched really hard, really, um, on the internet for a while, and I managed to find this picture, it's all very snazzy. Um, I do hope that it doesn't make you want to go to the toilet this morning, uh, but really, uh, it's, it's an image, I think, that's quite relevant for what God wants to do. He wants to come, I said, and pour out and make that river flow in our life. Okay. So, now with the Old Testament, you'll see that God made this covenant, this promise, with the people of Israel. And he said, that, I'll be your God and you'll be my people. And he gave them uh, lots of laws and he gave them on these big stone tablets and I'm sure lots of other scrolls, and gave loads of things to follow. And so this is, if you guys want to be my people, this is what you need to follow. But of course, if you read the Old Testament, you'll see that the, the Israelites messed it up, didn't they? They were really rubbish at being his people, and eventually they went far away from him. And you come to a section in the Old Testament um, where he's got the prophets. And this is a time when is really far away from God. And, and in the prophets, and I really encourage you to read them, they're not the easiest things to, to uh, books to understand, but in it you can get a sense of God's heart. It's God speaking through His prophets to the people, and I'm going to share a couple of verses from some of the prophets. And the great thing is encouragement for me is that they've already been shared, some of them have already been shared this morning. Uh, and the first one I want to I'll bring up is in Jeremiah chapter 31. And now you'll notice I'm preaching uh, mainly from the message this morning, which is a, a Bible that I've only recently found out about. Um, And it's really good because it gives, um, just sometimes rephrases things slightly to make it a little bit easier to understand and easier to read. And it says this in Jeremiah chapter 31. This is the brand new covenant that I will make with Israel when the time comes. I will put my law within them, write it on their hearts, and be their God, and they will be my people. They will no longer going around setting up schools to teach each other about God, They'll know me firsthand, the dull and the bright, the smart and slow. I'll wipe the slate clean for each of them, and I'll forget they ever sinned. God's decree. See, this is God's promise uh, he makes in Jeremiah. He wants to do something new with his people. He wants to get rid of the old covenant, the old promise with them, of where it was all about being on the outside, and this is all the rules that you've got to follow, and this is uh, how you've got to dress yourself. Um, This is what you've got to do, and he want to change it to a new new, uh, covenant, a new promise, where it's all about what God does on the inside. Uh, He's going to put his laws um, within us. And so we'll know them. So we won't have to um, come to these big scholarly schools to know all about God. And we have to come to the temple to know what God's like. We'll know him ourselves within us. And I like this phrase that the message puts it. um, They'll know me firsthand, the dull and the bright, the smart and the slow. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be a great, um, a really clever person or a really great Christian to know God. You can, it doesn't matter who you are. You, God's heart this morning is for you to know him. And again, he mentions about coming to wipe in their slate clean. He's going to come to wash us. And he mentions it again uh, in Ezekiel. I mean, Simon mentioned this last week and Terry mentioned it again this morning. So really pay attention. This is God's heart for us. Uh, and it says... I'll pour pure water over you and scrub you clean. I'll give you a new heart, put a new spirit in you, and I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commandments. You see, this is God's heart this morning for us and for his people, that he wants to do this new thing, of where he comes and works on the inside of you, and he takes out that, that old, stubborn, cold-hearted heart and instead replaces it with his heart that's a soft, loving, peaceful, um, a living heart. And I know um, that's what God did for me, and I'll share a bit later. But that's what God uh, wants in this new thing within you that's on the inside. And again, he mentions here about making us clean, washing us and putting his spirit within us and Simon last week um for those of you um were here was talking about being holy and God's saying here is that you can do you can't do it on your own because the Israelites tried to do it and they failed massively but you can do you can live the way God wants you to live by his spirit and his spirit alone but God gives it to us freely in, in so that we can do it and I've got one scripture which Joyce shared Uh, And the meeting. It's Joel chapter two, Um, and preceding these verses, it's talking about God, how God wants to restore the people of Israel, and how to restore all the destruction that's gone on there. Um, And then he says this: After that, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, and also your daughters. Your old men will dream, and your young men will see visions. I even pour out my spirit on the servants, men and women, both. See, God's heart this morning wants to come and pour out on us. And it doesn't matter who you are, um, what your background is, um, what your life's been like, the colour of your skin, whether you're a male or a female, God wants to come and pour out on you and all kinds of people. And so, as I said, I could preach a whole sermon, really, just looking uh, at God's promises of the, the Spirit to come in the Old Testament. But, you see, um, but I just wanted to highlight these verses to show... God's heart towards us, and what He wanted to do, as you'll see when you look at the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, you'll see that He wasn't didn't act like this, and that if you read your Old Testament, you'll see the Holy Spirit um, is active throughout of it. He was right there at the very beginning in, create, in creation, and and throughout of it throughout the Old Testament. He he came upon people, and he was with people, and he enabled them to do powerful things, do the miraculous. Um, just read the story of Samson, how this guy was able to like do amazingly, um, amazingly powerful things with his with his own strength. It wasn't um, so not in his own strength, but it had because he had the Spirit of God upon him. And read the story of David, and read the Psalms, and you see these these God-inspired words that come through. Um, because uh, the devil was able to to write down because god 's spirit was with him, but you 'll notice as well that god 's spirit wasn 't available to everybody it, it wasn 't poured out on all people, it was just given to the select few that God had chosen for for whatever reason, or maybe a small group of people, and maybe it was just for a time it was never He was never poured out like joel 's talking about. you see that um, the holy Spirit was was um, restrained he wasn't able to, to pour out which was God's heart towards us <clears throat> now I want to move on to the gospels briefly and as you're, if you follow your bible you'll notice at the end of the old testament um, in the timeline there's a gap of about 400 years I believe where the prophets of oh, God stopped speaking through the prophets then nothing happened then all of a sudden this guy John popped up And he started to go around and to started preaching. And anyone tell me what John's nickname was? John the Baptist. It wasn't a trick question. Um, He was called John the Baptist. Why was he called John the Baptist? Yeah, he went around baptizing people. It wasn't a very clever nickname. Um, But that was his ministry. um, It talks in one of the the prophecies about... uh, John coming, it says, Behold, there's a voice in the wilderness that's coming to prepare a way. Uh, i have paraphrased that slightly. So John's, John came along, and his ministry was to go around and to tell people they needed to repent because God was coming soon. And so that's what John did. He went with the, 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 with the Israelites, and he started preaching, and he went to the River Jordan, and he baptised people uh, for repentance of sins and so they could be washed clean. But um, what's interesting when you read all four Gospels is they all mention John the Baptist. They all mention something very similar about his ministry. And I've just picked up uh, Mark's Gospel. Um, and this is what John, John said. And as he preached, he said, the real action comes next. The star in this drama, to whom I am a mere stagehand, will change your life. I'm baptising you here in the river, Turn your old life in for a kingdom life. His baptism, a holy baptism by the Holy Spirit, will change you from the inside out. And if you read a, a normal Bible version, it says that, um, that he will come to baptise you in the Holy Spirit. I just baptise in water, but someone's coming, he's going to baptise you in the Holy Spirit. And you see that John understood that all he was doing was just coming to wash people on the outside um, as repentance of sin. But somebody was coming, who was Jesus, who's going to come and do something even greater, something even deeper than he could do. He's going to come and work on us on the inside. And if you follow your Gospels through, and you'll see how Jesus starts his ministry, goes around preaching, doing the miraculous, and he starts to teach his disciples about the Holy Spirit and who he is. Now, I'm not going to go into that this morning. If you want to know more, I really encourage you, to listen to Bernard Hull's podcast on Saturday night because he went into to great detail, great length, about um, the Holy Spirit and Jesus' teaching on him. Um, so I'm not going to go over what Bernard said. But you see that with Jesus, he does that. He prepares his disciples and he starts to build up this anticipation of the Holy Spirit coming. And then Jesus goes to the cross and there he dies for us. And then after... Um, he has been dead. He then res- gets resurrected and comes back to life and starts to, to be with his disciples again. And, get, um, and he continues to prepare them for this Holy Spirit that's going to come. And, and if you read um, in Acts chapter 1, in face-to-face meetings, he talked to them about things concerning the kingdom of God. And as they met and ate meals together, he told them that they were on no account to leave Jerusalem, but must wait for what the Father promised, the promise you have heard from me, John baptised in water, and you will be baptised in the Holy Spirit and soon. You see, again, Jesus is building up this, this anticipation that this deeper thing, the thing that the Father promised in the Old Testament, the thing that Jesus mentioned and promised in the Gospels, and that John had spoken about, that it was going to happen and going to happen soon. As you see, Jesus wants to do this deeper work inside us where he comes and he changes us on the inside and he baptises us in his Holy Spirit. Now, can anyone tell me what the word baptism or baptise means? I was hoping that was a rhetorical question. Who's doing drinks this morning? Who's doing drinks? Debbie, good. You're going to be doing some baptising later, do you know that? So you know that? Good. But what, you're going to be baptising our mugs and our cups. Because as as um, Steve, as Steve mentioned, it's about immer- being immersed into something. can be immersed into water, just like Debbie later on when she very graciously washes up our cups. She's going to get it and she's going to dunk those cups in the water, give them a bit of a clean, and get them out again. And when we when we baptise people in water, we believe in full immersion. And we don't just sprinkle people. We get them and we really dunk we dunk them under the water, so they're fully immersed. And so far, we've managed to bring everybody back up so far. Um, And we do this, and it's a picture of of many things. And one of it is sort of a public confession of faith when you get baptised. It's to show people that I'm I'm going to live my life for Jesus. I'm dying to my old self and getting dunked and coming up and getting washed clean of our sins. Um, And that's that that picture. And again, but it's on the outside. It's that outward-looking well, see, Jesus wants to come and do that, do that to our hearts on the inside. He wants to come and baptise our, our hearts and so that we're immersed into his spirit, into him, into himself, and we come up. And just like he promised in the Old Testament, we find our old hearts are gone and it's replaced with God's new heart within us. And it's Jesus alone that does it. I, can't, I can baptise you in water. Um, Simon and Pat and John, we can, they can baptise in water, but none of us can baptise you in the Holy Spirit. It's only Jesus Jesus alone who does it, which is good. Now, we could follow the whole of Acts, for, and again, we could spend uh, lots of time doing it, but I won't do, mainly because if you do want to hear about it, Pat did go into great depth uh, a few weeks ago into looking at the, the, out, the Holy Spirit being outpoured in the in the Acts on, on the apostles apostles but one thing I just want to the story that I want to highlight of what the Holy Spirit does and this is the story of Peter and as you see this is the guy who like two months ago was so scared that he wouldn't even tell a servant girl that he knew Jesus and you find that when the Holy Spirit comes upon him and comes and changes him on the inside he's able to get up in front of thousands of people and really preach at them and if you read what he says he doesn't just sort of Meekly say, "Oh, I think you guys need to know Jesus." He comes and really socks it to them in boldness and in power. they see that because that's what. And it wasn't that he had suddenly got built up his courage; is that the Holy Spirit had come and changed him on the inside, and that got and he allowed God to do that deeper work in him. And I just want to share my story. I think I've shared it probably a few times before. But I know. Um, I came to a place where I realised I had a hard heart I had um, and I needed God to come and change it and there were lots of things that led me to that and I won't again I want to be quick this morning so I won't go into great detail but if you do want to know come and chat to me afterwards but um, I came to a place where I, I wanted to get rid of my old heart and have God put his, his new heart within me and pour his spirit out upon my life And I can't tell you the date, I can't even tell you which day it was, Um, I think it was in the evening, but I couldn't be sure, but I know, um, I asked my dad, and we went and sat on my bed, I do notice in the the manse around the corner of Hill. and I sat on my bed and he prayed for me, and I prayed, and God came and met me, and God came and did something in my heart, and he changed me, and I know from that point forward, I've been a changed man. I know I'm no longer that hard-hearted person that I was. I'm still can be a little bit hard and harsh at times, but I know on the inside God has done something within me. That I'm no longer I'm no longer like the old person. I'm something new which God has made. I'm so I know you guys are, you got, I'm, I'm really thankful that God's done it because I know I would think I'd find being a Christian really boring, and I know I'd be a rubbish Christian if God hadn't done uh, hadn't met with me. I think I'd be, um, you'd hate to have me in your church because I'd always be right and you'd always be wrong and I'd always tell you that as well but thankfully God has met me and changed me and I no longer like that now one thing to say at this point Um, now the church, I can good, again we've got a whole sermon in looking at the churches uh, with the history of the Holy Spirit and, and all the different doctrines there are around the Holy Spirit and I'm sure we could have a really interesting debate and If we all shared what we think, Um, and I know there are lots of different doctrines out there, but again, our heart is not to preach doctrine at you guys this morning. Um, Our heart is just to to share what what God has put on our hearts. Um, But I'd encourage you this morning to have an open heart. And I think um, it's very easy that we like to put, and what we like to do is put God in a box. And Simon did a great sermon a, a few months ago about letting God be God. And, and the thing about we like to understand God and like to understand the Holy Spirit but we've got to under, we've got to realize that we can't understand God we can't understand his Holy Spirit we might understand aspects about him or things that he reveals to us but he's God and we're us and it talks about in the Bible his ways are higher than our ways his ways are are greater than our ways and so um, I know there's lots of doctrine out there and we love as humans to have formulas don't we? I mean, I'm a very logical person. I'm an engineer. I love it when, a, when you add A and B together, you get C. But God doesn't work like that. God doesn't work by being formulaic and say, we have got to do A and B and C and D, and then it happens. So I encourage you this morning just to have an open heart. Don't put God in a box. Um, but just open your heart to receive God this morning. As receive, As you realise the Holy Spirit is His promise and His inheritance to us Um, as his children, as his people. Um, But one thing I do want to say is that there are a uh, a few criteria to receiving God's spirit. Because God doesn't just pour his spirit out on Joe blogs on the street, who's walking by and suddenly he gets God's spirit living in within him. He only pours out on his people. And so, the only only two conditions I think there are is that one, you have to repent of your sins. Because the Holy Spirit can't live if you, not to say um, you can't be somebody you've got to be completely sin free and completely pure and spotless that's not what um, I'm saying but you've got to come and appreciate you are a sinner and you need Jesus and come and to repent of your sins and the other thing you need to do is have that faith that belief in Jesus that he is our saviour that he went to the cross for you and me and that's it Um, as long as you've done that then you can receive the Holy Spirit this morning and uh, just to nearly finish, I think there are three types or three groups of people in our church. I'm um, being a bit general here, so don't worry if you don't fit into a category. But I think you have a one group of people who are, are people who have not had that deeper work, deeper work of God within their life. And I want to challenge you this morning, all of you. Do you know that God has met you? It's not saying have you had a great big experience because. When you'll find the Holy Spirit comes in lots of different ways, it doesn't always come the same way and I'm sure if, you, if I shared my story and if other people shared their stories they would all be slightly different which I think is, because God treats us as individuals and, but what I'm asking you is it do, um, doesn't matter when it happened or how, but do you know that God has done that deeper work in you, because if you don't I encourage you this morning, come as we, as we respond later, come and ask him to do it because he will. It's his promise. He's promised to do it and he said he would um, and he doesn't say stuff, doesn't promise stuff that he then doesn't deliver on. Because God wants you to do it and I, I'll tell you what, it's, it's like eating that chocolate. Until you've received a God's spirit deep in your heart, you're missing out. You won't know what it's like. So I encourage you this morning to come and respond and ask for his spirit, to, sorry, for Jesus to come and baptise you in his Holy Spirit. Now the second group of people that, who might be out here this morning, are those who have had that deeper work within them, but they're feeling quite dry, and they're feeling a bit a bit like their hearts, a bit like a desert place, or like a wilderness, where it's been a long time since you've been um, filled with the Spirit. You know that, you've known that deeper work within you, but you just feel it's been a long time, or been a while since God has, has filled you up with his Spirit. Now, I know Simon shared earlier on, with some of his scriptures. Uh, and I know as well, he shared in the, um, the newsletter, for those of you who read it, he shared this scripture. Um, it's an Isaiah. And it says, Until at last the Spirit is poured out on us from heaven, then the wilderness will become a fertile field, and the fertile field will yield bountiful crops. You see, if you feel like your heart is a bit of wilderness this morning, or a bit of a desert place, come and respond to Jesus this morning. Let him fill you up again let your, barren, your, your wilderness become like a fertile field. Because that's Jesus' heart. Let his spirit come and pour out on you this morning. Now the third uh, group of people, and I put myself in this category, is that I think um, there are some of us whose God's spirit does flow. And the reason why I put that picture up, was that I know and Terry as well was sharing about the Giza this morning. And that God doesn't just want us to, to, you to come, sorry, doesn't want to just come and trickle in your life. He wants to come and pour out and come and flow. Uh, and now our vision that God has given, which I'm sure you again know all, all off by heart, is that he wants to come and make our church a place where his river flows within the church. And the way he's going to do it, he's going to do it for you and me you should do it so you've got to think of it like this big river that's fed by lots of streams and we're the streams that feed into the river and for it to powerfully flow through this church we need God's spirit to flow through us and if you feel that the Spirit's moving in your life and flowing but maybe it's just a trickle or just a small stream come and ask this one come respond in your heart and ask him to come and flow in you to make that that trickle into a stream that stream into a river that river into a torrent and so we can see god coming and flowing in our lives and flowing in our church This morning now i've just got one last thing to say and then we're going to come and respond to god now where's jenny we'll pick on you jenny jenny has been very graciously given been given a car by joel and Zayn, haven't you it's great um and it will be a fantastic thing for her once she's learned to pass her, once she's passed her test and can drive it around everywhere. Now, you would hope that in, not only in their generosity in giving the car, but Joel and Zayn also gave her some petrol in that car. And they weren't being a bit cheap and siphoned off the petrol just before they gave it to her. You see, they were given... So, so Jenny's got this car and it's got the petrol in it. And we imagine that it's got a full tank in it. This, Joel and Zayna were very loving when they gave it to her. Now... What does the petrol do to the car? Because you has got this gift. And what happens to a car if it's got no petrol in it? And you try and turn the key. Nothing happens, does it? The car doesn't come to life, does it? It just sits there and it makes some noise, but nothing happens. But once you pour some petrol in it, and you turn the, turn the key, the engine comes to life. And you can then drive this car around, and, and you can then move around and do what you want in the car. Now, imagine Jenny's feeling really uh, faithful uh, and she, she goes, amen, I've got this car, I've got a full tank of petrol and I can drive it around, amen. Now, what happens if she keeps driving? It's going to run out of petrol, isn't it? Because she can sit there and go, well, I believe I've got this full tank of petrol, and it's going to last me forever. But she'll soon find out when she breaks down, has to call up the RAC to come and give her a little bit more petrol to get her, to get her home. As you, you're fine, Jenny. It's a tip for you when you start driving. You need to keep filling up the, your car with petrol, otherwise it won't work. And the reason why I'm sharing this, this little funny story is that's the Holy Spirit Spirit's like. Is that He needs to keep coming and keep being poured out in us. It's not enough just to have it once. And, he said, and so this morning we're going to come and receive His Spirit. Let Him pour out on you this morning, wherever you're at this morning. God has got something for you. God wants to. Pour out His inheritance, pour out His promise upon us. Amen. I, mean, I hope you're excited. I hope you have open hearts. And I don't, I don't know how long I've been. I hope I've not been too long. But let's come now and respond. Hannah, do you wanna come up and, and sing? And can we start